0: Do you have a a strategy of getting into his head? It's not gonna be a gentleman's game.
1: It's gonna be a full-on attack, baby. It's gonna be screaming, yelling, over betting, slow rolling, needling. It's gonna be all of it. And I'm gonna try to break him down, mentally, emotionally, every way. What's up, everyone? Today, I've got a friend of mine
0: who's also happened to totally humiliate me. Um, and win a huge pot off me and call me his bitch. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about him actually, about like his history and stuff. I know he's married, which surprises me a little bit. Pretty, what's the word, ostentatious. We're going into the mind of Nick Garibola. He's been firing lots of shots. He's been firing shots at Berkey. He's actually was just playing Berkey, Matt Berkey, just a moment ago. Now he's taking some time to do this podcast. Thank you, Nick, for your time. How's the match going with Matt Berkey?
1: So we haven't started the match yet. We're starting this Saturday, but I'm in Vegas a couple days early, and so they invited me to play like a 100, 100 game in Bobby's room. So I was like, sure. So I show up this morning, sit down, and look who walks in, Matt Berkey, same game. And he, we draw seats. He draws the seat right to my right. <laughs> so we've already started the fun. I getting the chance to you know have a little fun with him and uh i'm excited to start the match on saturday and f*** him up so are are,
0: are, is he playing great how uh are you talking lots of smack like what's what's going on like i would think i'm a little surprised now there's like 100k extra in the mix it sounds like
1: so no there's not because he didn't want to play at the lodge so there's no free roll from doug yeah he, he he's too scared to go to the lodge but um Yes, I have been talking some shit. I've been very disappointed with his play. He's played like a total bitch. Like he buys in like 20k, loses like 5k, tops up to 20k, loses 4k, tops up. It's like, dude, can put on 100k. Let's play some cards. Like, it's just it's just disappointing, jungle. It's just disappointing.
0: This is a little disappointing. Uh, but is he? He's actually is he not going to play this 200-400 challenge? I thought he was.
1: No, we're playing. We're starting on Saturday.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I was confused for a second because. It just seems strange. Okay, I'm a little surprised he doesn't want to go to the lodge for 300k or 350k or whatever it is, 330k, or whatever his chances are. <laughs> Do you have a, a strategy of getting into his head, or, or is it just gonna be, you know, a gentleman's game?
1: It's not gonna be a gentleman's game. It's gonna be a full-on attack, baby. It's gonna be screaming, yelling, over slow rolling, needling. It's gonna be all of it. And I'm going to try to f- break them down mentally, emotionally, every way. All right, good. Uh, I, I normally
0: don't particularly agree with attacking people's credibility on being a training site leader. But I do want to see all the needling. And, um, you know, it, it seems more acceptable in a poker game. When uh, you know, like, kind of anything goes. There's no like rules against like hurting someone's feelings. Yeah. Uh, as I discovered, uh, why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about that? Um, I mean, I had a funny perspective on that. Like, I, you know, thinking about it, there's no like rule against not trash talking or not like doing things to get in someone's head. Um, I think a lot of people. A lot of people look at that incident and say that uh, you were an asshole, and say that I was classless. Uh, what are your thoughts on all that? Why, I mean, why do you do what you do? Nick?
1: first of all, like we're on a stream, like we're we're here to entertain. You know, like I don't think anyone wants to see us like sit here with our arms on our shoulders, like covering our faces, and you know, just like grinding. Like it's not entertaining for the people. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is like, yeah the trash talk all that stuff it's like part of my game like i think it gives me an edge because i think i can get under people's skins and they play worse and i'm able to kind of uh figure out how they feel in different spots and use that to my advantage and generally speaking like needles and shit like just don't bother me because i don't know Poker's just like a game to me and i think it's fun to make it like competitive and i think shit talking and all that's fun and it's i think it's within the spirit of the game and it upsets some people but i just don't care and also like with you like we're friends. And like, I, I I know you, I know, you know that like, I'm not being malicious to you. Like it's out of love. Like I feel comfortable with you. You're my friend. And like, if anyone ever said anything bad about you, like I would hundred percent defend you and like to the grave. But when we're playing poker and we're battling, like it's everything goes. And like, I can call you my bitch. I can scream at you. Like we can fight. You can do the same thing. Like knock over my chips. Like it's war. Like we're battling for hundreds of thousands on stream. Like to me, like this is what it's about.
0: Actually, there are some things you do that you do that are very um, unique. Uh, I was not expecting that, and I also was like given like information that proved to be totally wrong when playing <laughs> against you. And this was just like really added to like the ultimate layer layer. Uh, all the stuff going on was just tilting out of my mind um, for to uh, push the chips. But um, I still think I didn't remember trying to needle you, and it didn't work at all. Uh, yeah it's just like god damn it and now i'm like (laughs) now it's just like falling flat completely and i'm thinking well i guess i guess playing that game is not really working but i'm sitting here thinking well if it's okay to trash talk it's okay for me to like raise the ante a little bit and push the chips
1: because of course yeah well i'm glad huh i think that's great like i think that's great for tv great for the game i think it's funny like bothers me zero percent like i think it's awesome that you did that like (laughs) You know, like, I just couldn't like, I think the whole thing was amazing. Like, I think it just was great and it was great TV and it was fun to be there. And it was just like, uh, I think it was cool. All right. Well, I'm glad
0: you agree with me. Um, and also I, I mean, even though I was steaming out of my mind, I also like part of me thinks that, yeah, like you said, it's good for TV. So I'm like in a weird way, happy. It happened. It's like better that it happened against my, you know, a friend of mine. Then again, someone who's, like, out for my blood and, like, um, is actually, like, you know, really uh, obnoxious or, or whatever. It's actually a better situation. It's almost like... It, yeah. Yeah. It's a weird way that I rationalized it. Um, but uh, it's actually, like, an opportunity to see if I can handle it. So, yeah. I thought it was inter- an interesting situation to bring up just be- for these kinds of reasons. Uh, because you can't stop someone from you can't stop someone from like talking trash or whatever really i mean you kind of can but a lot of time you can't do anything about all like the super tilting things that happen but it's nice to have it have it happen uh and um a fairly a sort sort of safe environment i just you know just lose like fifty thousand dollars or whatever plus another 125 or whatever it was like who cares it's not <laughs> um okay so there's a couple other things you know I and Twitter have been wondering what is your background because it definitely seems like you understand poker from what I can tell, uh, which, you know, I, I like, wasn't 100% sure if you were like a businessman or like a pro, I thought you were like some kind of pro or like, I don't know. I don't, I don't really like, I don't know if a pro is really the right word to describe you just that you knew about variants and poker somehow, which is rare. When you're not a pro, I, I, I don't want to give you that label. What would I don't you be an artist? Okay. You're a Picasso. You're a Paca- I,
1: that's correct. I am an artist and you know, Nicasso sometimes is a pro and sometimes is a fish. And that's, that's the beauty of my art is, you know, sometimes it's one thing and sometimes it's another.
0: All right. And, um, the poke Indian, uh, Picasso poker Nicasso. There you go. So like, how did you get into poker? I I don't really understand. I did find some some information on of you on the internet. I I found something about you talking about a mortgage. Uh, yeah, looked looked like you. I think looked a little skinnier. Oh um, yeah, probably
1: accounting thinking. class or something in college. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, how poker like my uh, my dad used to play poker when I was a kid, and so like I played a few times at like family game nights kind of thing. And then uh-huh. when I went to college, I went to college in China, and like I think my first night there, me and like my three roommates or whatever just went downstairs and like found a deck of cards and just like started playing poker, just like for fun, you know, for like very little money, like twenty cents or whatever, you know. And we we just like made a night of it, and we played the whole night, and like it was fun. And then like the next day, I was kind of like, huh. Like we all wanted to play again, and I was like, huh. Oh, I kind of want to like learn a little bit more. Like I don't really know what I'm doing. And then like. I started basically like watching the live at the bike stream. And that's kind of how I learned poker It's just like watching that stream and playing a lot in China, like never had like a coach or a training site subscription or like I've never looked at a solve around how those things work. Like I've never looked at opening ranges or any of that shit. Like I play like a hundred percent just like on my own instinct and like what I've seen and now think is good. And like, obviously by playing a lot and like watching a lot of poker, like I've kind of learned to understand some of like the theory of poker and like, generally know like probably what's good in some spots and what's bad but at the same time like I have zero like zero patience and like I tr- I'd rather play a style that's like a lot more volatile and like allows me to play a lot more hands and it's just like more fun even if it's not like the most profitable and so that's kind of what I do so I try to play a style that I think like wins while also mm-hmm. like allowing me to play like fun hands crazy hands and big pots. Well
0: yeah it's good for live games uh keeps it fun <laughs> and interesting uh I'd mostly try to do that unless like Unless unless I get, like, min-bet, 3-bet, for whatever on the river, then my mind kind of explodes. Uh, <laughs> oh 90-something percent of the other decisions, uh, well, ideally, all, all decisions uh, probably should go that way, especially when the game's, like, supposed to be fun. Yeah. Um, it, there should be 15-second shot clocks, not 30-second shot clocks. Yep. I'm, like, dying even in these tournaments. Like, they, they tank 30 seconds for every pre-flop decision. I'm just like I can't I can't like um. people
1: ask like me all the time like why I don't play the high rollers or like tournaments and it's literally just because of that it just looks miserable like it just doesn't look fun and I, I like to have a lot of fun when I play and like high energy usually when I play and stuff and like the tournaments just like I feel like no one's there to reciprocate that and like help you have a good time and enjoy it like everyone's there just to like grind and it, it just seems miserable and so that that's like the number one reason why I don't play any tournaments because it just looks fucking miserable.
0: Yeah, it's a totally different environment on the stream cash games where uh jack four offsuit is like three bet and that's it's like now like a bounty hand. And then there's uh oh apparently maybe you learn to five bet Ace 3 offsuit for, you know, uh while being like 700k deep. Maybe that's like a play in Chinese. That could be like a good play in Chinese if they call, they probably have like kings or some shit, right? <laughs> yeah. If you like five bet a three offsuit, and you bet flop, bet turn. They have to have like minimum kings as an overpair. Yeah, um, and, and then I guess they'll fold it or fold aces if you shove on the river or some some crazy thing. You maybe I, to...
1: I, I found that in live poker when you're like seven hundred K deep in a 200-400 game, like if you just keep piling money in pre flop, like people just get pretty scared with all their hands except for aces. Like, you know, like when you're playing 200, 400, you don't want to put in 700,000 with Kings pre flop, you know, or on the river with one pair. So uh, that's something I found. And that's, you know, part of how I play is I'm not, I have no problem putting all the money in and living with the result, even if it's a huge bluff. And I think like a lot of the time the people I'm playing are pretty scared to put the money in. And I just use that to my advantage, especially when they're like too deep.
0: No, that's, I found something like that to be true also, just by the way. But also, to be fair, 700K deep is what? Like two, almost 2,000, uh, whatever, like 1,800 big blinds deep. Um, you know, typically, you don't really want to get Kings in for like 400 big blinds deep. I mean, you're not like, you're not real happy about getting Kings in but even for in
1: that. Theory, in theory, if I'm 5-betting Ace-Deuce offsuit for 155K like six bet jamming Kings is probably pretty good, right? Like it's, it can't be bad, but they don't have the balls to do it even knowing that I'm going to be way out of line. And like, like people just are so scared. Like they're just never going to call off like a 700,000 without aces pre or like whatever. So like in those spots, like, I just think it's, it's just so like easy when you're playing that deep, cause you can just blow pots up and people just always have exactly a couple of hands and they're just going to fold them because they don't want to play like million dollar pots with one pair. I mean, who wants to get stacked for, like, 4,000 big blinds in, like, a million-dollar pot with one pair and look like an idiot, you know?
0: Well, when the guy's, like, going on, um, you know, podcasts and bragging about how he could bluff off, like, 700K <laughs> has definitely shown, you know, a few crazy hands, then it, it, most people would be okay. Well, I don't know. Like, there's still people get very scared all kinds of times.
1: Um, no one will adjust. No one ever can adjust.
0: All right. Well, the guy with the the one piece shirt, I think, (laughs) whatever that is.
1: (laughs) That's right, baby. Luffy gets (laughs) out.
0: It's very uh, well. You're definitely wearing all your colors on your sleeves. Um, I still want to ask, like, were you? Did you get make your money from poker? Do you want to say, or did you do something else? It looked like you. I mean. It definitely looked like you had a different trajectory for a while, uh, and a different personality from the limited information I found of you on the internet.
1: Yeah, so I out of school worked in finance and investment banking up until last fall when I left my job, and now I'm basically just doing nothing slash playing poker, making content, whatever. You, so whatever you want to call that, but. Like, to me right now all i'm doing is just like whatever i want whenever i want and so like mm-hmm. right now like, that involves a lot of poker but i'm actually like trying to transition into some more like venture capital stuff and like some investments like that um so i mean i don't really know what I, I don't even know what i label myself either like i play poker i definitely play to win but i also like the result really doesn't matter to me in any of these games and like right now i'm trying to kind of trying to transition to like more investment stuff and stuff like that that i'm finding more interesting But you know, in terms of how I made money, like combination of my job, of poker, of some other like public stock market investments, like when, uh, during COVID and stuff like that. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I've just like run really hot in some good spots, whether that be like my work in poker or in investing and it's worked out for me. And so, you know, now, now I'm very comfortable. And, uh, I also like to troll everyone with how I made the money and stuff. And I think it's funny and you know, whatever. I also like, I also like, I kind of tilt yeah. a little bit when people are constantly like, how does this guy make money? How's your money? What's your money from? I'm like, it's not, a, it's no one's business. Like just be grateful that I exist. Like without me, poker's so boring. Like who else is buying in a million deep and putting everyone to the test every hand and screaming and challenging everyone to heads up. Like just be grateful that I have the money and I'm willing to fire and I'm willing to entertain the whole world. You know, like uh, it doesn't matter. You guys should all just grovel at my feet and, and beg me to stay, you know. That's that's it. Like, and
0: uh <laughs> someone has to it, do it. To be
1: fair, <laughs> it, yeah. Like, like, just be grateful that I exist. You know, like I I feel like I've breathed life back into poker these last few you, weeks. You do, I,
0: you do. And, and that's, that's, that's that's it. it. You put, bring like tons of uh spice and all kinds yeah. of yeah, you know, all these boring nits.
1: That's not exactly every- right. I'm just not interested in the boringness. Like I I, I want and make art you know like i, I want to be creative and i want to entertain and i don't care if i'm the villain or the hero in anyone's eyes like i am who i am and the people who know me know me and the people who watch can have their own opinions and i, I just don't give a f- <laughs> well
0: it's like way more fun to be the villain it'd be like nothing you know what i mean yeah. like this is this is i guess why like the bad boys get you know all the uh, attention and all that right like because like you have to have, like, some kind of balls or something to be, like, the villain. Or you have to have, like, some kind of something else and, like, Whereas there's all these boring motherf***ers.
1: Yeah, and, like, to be honest, like, growing up playing sports and stuff, like, I always got off on being, like, the away team. And, like, everyone's cheering against you. And, like, you want to shut everyone up and, like, prove everyone wrong. <laughs> and, like, I kind of feel like that in, like with the poker stuff, too. Like, it's fucking hilarious when everyone's tweeting, like, someone stack Nick. Like, someone bust this guy. Like bust him like i think it's f***ing funny like no one out there can stack no one out there can bust me you're all too broke you're all too scared like and i think it's f***ing funny to like be the villain and it, i just like entertains myself and it also just gets me up for the game like when i'm like going to a game and i'm like have like i just don't feel anything or no one's excited i'm not like that interested in in going but when i'm like going there and there's like people rooting against me and hating and wanting to see me get stacked like i'm excited to bluff the shit out of their favorite player or stack their favorite player and like scream at him and send him on his bike like that's what I'm there for, you know? <laughs> I don't care about like winning like winning at the end of the session or losing. Like I care about like the sick moments that we were able to create and like like owning someone's face.
0: You're you're sounds like you're a true poker player. We we need I'm thinking you're giving me crazy ideas and uh I mean you make a valid point. It's like much more fun like think about it, like the emotional swings of like if you're hated There's no like downside if you're hated. It's like if you lose, you performed as expected or performed what people wanted, uh, and like you get like uh, like. But if you win, there's like this massive upside if you're hated. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, And you can uh, yeah for the underdog. There's like massive upside. There's actually quite a bit of downside even if you're if you're uh, you know top dog or whatever. If you're Garrett. (laughs) Uh, for example, like you can only like win and people just keep looking at you as good. And then, you know, the Robbie hand happens and uh, I'm going to get to that in a second because I have some unique thoughts on that. I think, uh, the Robbie hand was like a really interesting, um, what do you say, uh, experience for a lot of different reasons. Um, it really like enlightened me in some ways. But at uh, first, I'm thinking you're giving me ideas of like actually bringing like a bike, if it, or something similar like a tricycle. If uh, if someone like loses, they've got to like ride the tricycle out of the the casino room. That would oh, be so. amazing. <laughs> like to off, get off
1: the live stage down that ramp.
0: <laughs> it, it, it this should happen. This is what the poker. Uh, this is what the poker world needs is more theatrics and like course, this is what the wrestling world all all happened like people or talk so much shit and there's all this cheering um i i never knew but it's just so obvious the poker uh shows don't really have that or the tournaments absolutely don't really don't have any of that stuff and there's just so much potential because when you play at a poker room you can kind of get away with anything i've like can't come up with all stupid sorts of stupid ideas i was thinking i could bring like a wild animal to the poker room apparently <laughs> like a cat or something um but yeah i mean we could have like i mean hypothetically like throw like a cake at someone like Stevie aoki style or uh what else i mean i'm a fan of that if you want to throw a cake at my face i'll i'll take it if i like get bluffed for like 50k that can be like an option like whatever or you
1: get like a squirt gun and hose someone down like whatever yeah i mean i feel like i've been meeting all these people recently like big content creators who are like new to poker and coming into poker and like what's brought them to poker is like the fun like the crazy like clips they've seen like of these like crazy moments and like that's what makes them exciting it's not they're not watching the you know high rollers and like thinking about which combos are good four bet candidates and you know which combos are good five you know they're not thinking about any of that shit they're just like man this is fun like these guys are drinking they're gambling they're laughing like they're talking shit like they're having a good time and like that's what that's what brings people into the game and that's what continues to grow the game and that's also like what's good for the game and so i think like yeah the thing that makes a good game isn't having like bad players in the game the thing that makes a really good game, like, a really good game, is when the winning players are also good for the game.
0: Well, because I mean, go ahead, but, I mean, it's, because, it's also the bad players, and the bad players... No, no, really hot, dude. I
1: agree, but I, like, I think in order to build, like, a healthy, like, in a good ecosystem where you can run games, and, like, you can't just have, like, a bunch of bad players where the winning players kill them, because then they're going to be gone soon. If you have, oh, yeah. like, you have winning players who understand, like, hey, this is, like, you know, an ecosystem that has to, like, exist, and, like, you can't, like, take every spot to take every last dollar, and you can't, like, just be all about your bottom line like that's that's how you kill sure. like the system of a poker game and like that's something like i i try to focus on is like you know if, as of someone who like has won or whatever i, I want to always make sure that i'm giving back and like being good for the game whether that be like voluntarily straddling or like lighting money on fire just in stupid spots or you know calling off a couple like 20 30, pre just to gamble with someone or whatever like you know just giving back to everyone just as in, like to make sure that they're having a good experience and like it just keeps the game healthy and the ecosystem better than if you're in there just trying to like grind out every last dollar.
0: If you think about it, you're sounding a bit more like a hero than a villain in actuality, because like everyone you're every, you're like hated. Apparently you got, mm-hmm. you got a bunch of haters or people that want to stack you or whatever, but what you're doing is actually good for everyone. So you're doing what's good for everyone. In spite of all the hate, this is more mm-hmm. heroic than the villainous or maybe it's a bit of both. Which is even uh, more exciting actually
1: I think I think the truth is I'm the hero the poker world needs. They just don't realize it. like I'm out here breathing life into these streams, like bringing the viewership up, making it more mainstream, like bringing new people to the game. like I, I you know people don't know how hard I work to like grow poker like like last week, I went to a 5-5 five 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 home game three times, five five because there were some content creators there who I thought like are valuable to poker and like, they're getting into poker and I want to like be there as they're experiencing poker for the first time and ensure they have a good experience and like, not just like punting money to them, but like making sure that they're learning and having fun and like, just like comfortable. And I, I think like these things are very important. and like, that's shit that like, yeah. for example, I do because I saw like, I think these guys are going to play hundred, 200, 400, 800 or whatever with me. It's because I just think it's good for poker and it's like, it's going to bring more people to the, like something that I love to do and like make well, it bigger. And like, I think well, like you said, I think this is all good for poker.
0: Yeah. No, like you said, you can't just be about all the money all the time. Anyway, you have to like be a good person um, or like, you know, be for, you have to be inspiring in a number of different ways or be entertaining or whatever. Also like, yeah, I mean, what you're doing is actually much better for poker than all these pros that, you know, they study the theory and whatever. Um, I mean, actually, if they, they, they could be educated in some kind of way, this is partly why I made this channel, by the way, is, yeah. I mean, a subset of what I want to do or one of the things I want to do is try to make poker more entertaining, is try to make poker more entertaining and try to, like, get people to realize that it's the same thought process that they've applied to poker theory and they say, oh, okay, I got a four bet, you know, uh, King Jack suited it 12% of the time all these like stupid minor edges where they're just going deeper and deeper in these dumb details that no one gives a f- about that like will, will never matter. It will matter in like 30 years when instead, if they focus on like becoming more fun and more people were just more fun, this would ultimately increase their quality of life and their bottom line in the future as well. If like everyone did that, if everyone was just more fun and more um, accommodating for people who want to come for the fun, this would be way better than poker than, way better for poker than people like zeroing in on these minute minute strategies that are just like so like alien and like robot like to think about
1: and like the other thing is too like by not focusing on my new strategies you actually and like focusing on being fun you just like, increase your win rate like you actually do because like people who wouldn't give you action or wouldn't like do stuff will do it against you because now they want to give you action like the amount of times like i'm in like a game and i see a vip like sitting next to me show me his cards and fold and it's like a hand that i know he would never fold to me like it's a piece of shit still but like if i three bet him like 10x he would still always call because he knows i'm in there f- just blasting off and giving him action right but then when someone else three bets him me he's just like nah f- this guy like this guy's not giving me a chance like i'm not gonna like i'm not gonna give him any money and so it's like sure yeah your your, your play is printing or whatever but like is it really that good if like now the VIP is not playing pots with you because he just doesn't want to like give you money? Like, no, it's, it's not that good. I'd rather play like a worse strategy and then have the the bad players want to like play big pots with me because that's going to make me more money. So like, even like, if you just look at it from like dollars, you know, people just don't understand that you can't look at like your like EV or whatever, like in like a specific spot, you have to look at the big picture and like, like the big picture, like the way to grow your EV is not by playing really good in every spot and like, studying poker like I, I think like i genuinely think like studying like i've never studied poker the first time i ever looked at ranges for this heads up thing like trying to figure out like what it, like what our ranges and like stuff like that but like <laughs> i don't think it like i just don't think it matters like everyone roughly knows how to play it, the, the way to like be better than other people is like to like get action from people and be good for the game and find these kind of different ways that you can like you know earn yourself dollars without just like grinding out like playing a perfect big blind defense strategy or whatever and that's to me is like what what really like matters in poker, and that's kind of like what I focus on, which is why like I don't think studying matters. I don't think any hey, of that shit matters. Like, the only thing that matters is like your mental toughness and then like your ability to adapt.
0: Um, I agree with you, particularly in live games. But all the money these days is kind of going to live games anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah. Online, obviously, you have to play good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Online, you know, you know your big blind defense and all that, all this dumb stuff. But uh, yeah, live. Um, more like social skills matter a lot. And there's so much like crossover to other areas too. And I do want to reemphasize, it's actually a very similar, like kind of logic. It's just aimed in a different direction of like actually studying these minute details that people study to, to they, they in their head make this, make this, uh, this, they do this pattern. It's, it's, Oh, I'm going to do this. Um, and it's, it's something that's a little bit tough to do. I'm going to use my discipline to do this and now it's going to make me a little bit more money. And this is the theory, right? But they could, yeah. they could still take this and say, Oh, I'm going to use my discipline to like work on becoming a bit more fun because this is actually, there's a discipline aspect of tra- There's a translate translation from like applying oneself to becoming more fun. And now it's going to like help me in the long run, be a bit, uh, just raise my quality of life and eventually it'll make me more money and open up more doors for me. Um, I just think people have, they haven't like, it hasn't like clicked in their head to do this. Or they haven't seen that it can work so that it's a bit challenging for many of these like pros that I are like, so used to logic and shit.
1: I think like, I honestly think like I could take any like reasonable 5-5 player in the world and turn mm-hmm. him into like 200 crusher in less than a year. And really? I think like, the, the way to do it really isn't teaching them that much strategy stuff like it's I, I mean some stuff but it's really just about teaching them like how to get into good spots and then like when you're in those good spots how to take advantage of them like like if you're playing 5-5 five, five in like a in a casino and it's just like a dusty game but then all of a sudden you get the chance to play like 5-5 five, five with like a vip using a dust 50k or whatever like that can make you like that can be the what you need to like be in a five ten game right and then you play a good five ten game in a vip dust 100k like okay now you can be playing 10-20 and like before you know it like in a few months you just get into a couple good spots you run good you play like decent like you also do the right things to get invited back and you're playing huge stakes for huge amounts of money and like i just don't think it's that hard it's just people aren't willing to like aren't willing to do things that are like directly like losing dollars in the moment to make dollars in the long run like people aren't willing to like call like a 3 in position with seven five offsuit and like justify by saying like this guy is like action and like we're deep enough and i'm just gonna play and give him action and like I think I'm good enough to make it work. And also, like, it's going to make him happy. Like, people aren't willing to do that because they're like, well, calling five offsuit is a bad play. Well, <laughs> it's not because, like, that's how I get invited to the next game. And that's why the VIP then will, like, three bet me with three deuce offsuit because he's like, fuck you. Like, I'm going to have f- two. Like, I'm going to show you the dirty diaper. Like, that, that's only happening when you're r- reciprocating these things. And, like, the reality is, like, people don't understand this, but, like, the businessmen in poker, like, the big losing players or whatever, they're f-ing smart. They're smarter than all of us these guys crush life. They crush the stock market. They crush business. Like these things are way harder to crush. Yeah. These are way harder things to do than poker. Like, Poker's not that hard to get good at. Like, it's just not. And these well, guys also understand, like, the dynamics of the game. Like, they know they're losing. Like, they're not stupid. Like, they don't have, like, this fallacy that they're winning. Yeah. And yeah, they a, know. Well, most they, of the time, right. Like, most yeah. of the time, <laughs> right, Generally. <laughs> and most of the time, also think they know who's winning in the game. Like, they know who's oh, yeah. winning, who's losing. And so, when they show up and they give action to certain players that don't, like, they're choosing to lose money, essentially, to these players. Like, whether it's conscious or subconscious, like, they're choosing who they're losing to. And they're losing to the people they they want to lose to. Like that's just the truth. Like I played in so many games where, like on the stream, for example, like at Hustler, where afterwards a VIP will text me and be like, I'm "So mad that I gave it to this guy. I wish I would have given it to you or someone else." You know? And it's like <laughs> you never want to be the person that that text is about. Like you don't want someone texting and being like, "I wish I hadn't given it to Jungle. I'd rather give it to anyone else." Like that's terrible if that text happens, right? And like I've gotten oh, yeah, that yeah. text a million times, and like I always <laughs> think to myself, "Man, I don't get it. Like he'll just never get it either." Like you like. They just won't get it. And meanwhile, like, I'll I'll win, like, you know, a 700K pot, 800K pot, 500K pot upstream or whatever from a VIP, and they'll be like, hey, Nick, I'm happy for you. And, like, that feels amazing, too. Like, that's an amazing feeling when, like, you're able to win a big pot and your opponent, like, is happy for you because you have, like, given them a lot of action and given them the chances to win those big pots that they just let you enjoy your moment and aren't just, like, miserable, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a tough thing for, for most people to realize, but that is kind of the secret. And, um, by the way, two things. So one thing, what you're saying is first of all the principle of poker in that you you delay you know your your likely winnings for something bigger in the future, right? That's like the pull point of poker. I'm trying to point the logic that there's already using and say it also applies here. Uh, it's also by the way the principle of this podcast. The whole reason why I started this. I'm not making any money on this. I'm not making any money. I'm spending a lot of money on this podcast. You know this is for this is for the passion. I'm trying to make a difference here. Listen up, damn poker players! Try to help you. <laughs> I'm not spending my money to help you and getting <laughs> this their airball on there. Yeah, and uh, the last thing is, um well, we didn't really talk about what kind of content you're gonna make, but this seems like a really obvious thing to do. Maybe you've already thought of it: uh, to take some guy from five-five. This is like fantastic content. Like turn him into like you know a millionaire or whatever playing poker in like a year like that's like kind of the dream maybe
1: i'll do that maybe i'll do that
0: well if you do it's like an obvious thing to document like yeah i mean is there anything else content wise you're thinking to make
1: i don't know so like when it comes to the content stuff you know that, that truly for me is like a passion project type thing like just like what you're saying like not making any money on it in fact we've lit a lot of money on fire like just like recording and trashing it and just paying an editor and then not using like we've lit so much money on fire but it's it's like every dollar feels well spent because I'm enjoying making the content. It's also making fun memories. It's also like a challenging and rewarding thing in a new way. And like, to be honest, we're not really sure like what we want to do. Like we tried podcasts we tried shorter stuff. We've tried making like a vlog, we've tried different things and like, we're going to continue to experiment. And like, so I don't know what like content I'm going to be a part of, but I think like creating content and like giving back to like the fans or whatever is fun. And like, I just remember that when I was in college and stuff and like, watching poker I was so thirsty for content like I was so thirsty to like for the high stakes guys to like give a little bit of like behind the scenes or tell a little bit of interesting stuff or whatever you know I was just desperate and now I feel like I'm in that spot and like the least I can do it for like the 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 next Nick Airball who's like in college or you know whatever getting into poker is like I can like provide them with like insights and like entertainment while also like I think adding value and like teaching them how to get to the highest stakes and like doing it the right way
0: uh, no, totally. I think so. Uh, I think it'd be great if you could do that. Uh, and you'd be giving back to the game also and supporting it. I mean, now it's, um, I, I've been talking about this lately. Poker's kind of becoming like the dream as of lately to play poker for a living. Um, the, the biggest issue we did talk about is that, I mean, it'd be really nice if we could get all the people who play slots or whatever, and all this stupid shit that they really have no chance at be like, why yep. play slots when so you can play poker and actually have fun. Uh, hopefully not be surrounded by a bunch of dudes in hoodies. Maybe there can like there could be orchestrated fun games. Well, I mean, I want to do that anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the dream to like not have a schedule and make a bunch of money playing poker and be able to travel um, and like not have to go to college for four plus years and then like end up in debt. If you yeah. think about yeah. it, for for these days anyway. And like yeah, I yeah. won't take take I think your job. There might have
1: like the last few years where the poker dream was kind of like disappearing like it maybe was like would have been very hard to like make that much in poker but I feel like there's like I feel like we're on the verge of another poker boom like I really do like I feel like the poker is like really picking up steam and like it's becoming a lot more mainstream than it ever has been I feel like the the young content creators out there are getting into poker and I I feel like poker's on the verge of just like kind of like a second boom that's going to be way bigger than the first and I, I feel like Part of that is like with that comes like the poker dream. And I think like a lot of like people out there are going to like have that dream of, you know, running up a big, big bankroll and living the life they want to live and doing whatever they want to do whenever they want to do and traveling and just playing poker when they want. And like, I think that's going to be like a dream that a lot of people are going to have here soon. And I also think it's going to be like achievable for a lot of people because I think poker is going to like have a lot of money coming into it. And I think that's going to be like a lot of opportunity for everyone.
0: I can tell you it's uh, blowing up worldwide in some places, like apparently in like Vietnam. It was like yeah. exploding out of nowhere. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's some signs that it might just blow up. There's quite a few productions go underway. I like, her- I've heard of a few. Um, I, let's hope so. Um, yeah. If the influencers pick it up, this will be really quite an important thing. Uh, speaking of which, oh, by the way, I um, gave my money to someone who was, like, on the extreme end one hand in uh, what we're talking about where you, like, don't want to be that guy where it's, like, why would you give that money to that guy? I once, like, got an ace king against, like, aces against this dude. I forgot his name. But, like, the whole poker world heard about it. And the 50K, like, the first year I played it, um, the 50K PPC, Poker Players Championship, and every single person said after I got an ace king against aces in a uh you know no limit hold'em hand for like whatever 250 big blinds they said wow you're an idiot how could you do this like this is the worst play ever he 100% had aces <laughs> it was unbelievable <laughs> i mean i guess i guess word travels fast i just don't Understand these guys who have this kind of reputation, where it's just like you know, it's just like dude, like the total opposite. It's like the, you know, the episode of uh, what was it, uh, Seinfeld, where George Costanza, he's like failing at everything,
1: and all of a sudden, oh, yeah. it's the opposite thing the whole day, and like has success with girls and everything. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> just, uh, uh, there's a nit that I um, was trying to tell on on stream to just to start bluffing. Every single hand, just, just bluff. Um, I, I don't understand these guys. I, it just, it's, just, just, like, it's so obvious how to make money. You can literally just like do any
1: line. It's so obvious. It's so easy.
0: Well, in theory, you just have to do it. You have to yeah. put money in, put the raise in at any point in time. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, he's got a set. <laughs> you get They're that. all scared of the set. <laughs> Um, so I want to talk a little bit about this Robbie situation because, uh, you played with Robbie, uh, and you've witnessed the, uh, Jack Four offsuit rush firsthand. And, um, you know, you've seen the hand, I presume you know about the, the hand, the accused heating hand on, um, on the stream. But what are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts on whether she actually did it or not? What are your thoughts on like how Garrett handled the situation? Um, I, I, I do remember, I, I heard that, um, You know, you had the idea, like, even if you were in Garrett's situation, you would, like, privately talk to the person who had handled it. Um, I I have a few mixed feelings about this.
1: So Um, in terms of whether or not she cheated, like, I've gone back and forth, and I don't know. And to be honest, like, at this point, I don't think it matters. Like, I think they did an investigation, nothing came back, and so I don't think it's really fair anymore to accuse her of cheating in any way. That being said, like, I think if I was in Garrett's shoes, like, I would also definitely feel cheated in that moment. Like, definitely, you know, and be upset. And I think, like, his initial reaction, while it's not the best, I think it's very understandable and very reasonable. And I don't judge him for it in any way. However, I think, like, the stuff with, like, basically pressuring her to take back the money and give back the money and then taking it is, like, not really okay. I think not escrowing the money there is really bad, like... That game had, like, Phil Ivey, Eric Person, Andy. Like, it had a bunch of, like, known people in poker that you could just hand 100K to and know it's safe, you know, or 150K, 135K. And So I think that's, like, an easy spot to ask for the money. And then I also just think, like, you know, I think, like, Garrett as the big winner on the stream or whatever and, like, the crusher, like, he kind of owes a little bit. He owes a lot to Nick and Ryan in the HCL production. And so I think, like, for him to kind of just – like blow everything up on Twitter and two plus two and like not consult them and not like try to work with them in any way. is very selfish and like very yeah, like not, not cool. And especially like when these people are supposed to be your friends and like their business has made you millions of dollars and turned you into a big star. And then like you're willing to just like cost them a ton of money and like smear, smear their names. Like just because like you think you got cheated. Like, I don't think that works. And like, I think that like, you know, his, I think his doubling and tripling down on it, like even recently is like not, it's just like bad, bad form. Like you can't, like, you just can't accuse someone of something and then not be able to prove it and then keep accusing them. Like eventually you just have to like accept it. that Like I think it's totally fine if Garrett in his heart of hearts always feels cheated. Like if I was in that spot, maybe I do too, you know? But I also think like it's completely out of line and unreasonable to continue to call someone a cheater and say a hand was cheated and accuse someone of something like that. When there's been like no proof that's been able to be found. they did an investigation. He's not being able to come forth with any proof and like, Everything says she didn't do it except for the fact that it was a weird hand. And I don't think that's like enough justification or even close. I mean, I think you just look at the real world. Like if, if, if you told me tomorrow, if tomorrow I said, jungle man murdered someone. And then they said, okay, like prove it. And I said, I can't prove it, but he murdered someone. Everyone would be like, you're an idiot. Right? So it's the same thing here. It's like Garrett saying she cheated and the whole world said, prove it. And everyone tried and no one succeeded. And so at this point it's like we move on and that's that. And, you know, uh, me personally, like, obviously like my relationship with Garrett has taken a turn for the worse or whatever. And like, um, while I've had issues with Garrett, like, and h- how he handles poker for a long time, like I never had personal issues with Garrett. And so I was very like disappointed and somewhat hurt when he like randomly tweeted, like, you know, Nick Airball is a terrible poker player and a worst human being F- this guy. Like, I don't care about the poker thing. Like that's whatever. But, you know, I think attacking my character and stuff is pretty low and like, he doesn't know mm-hmm. me. And. It's also, like, to me, very telling that, like, when he does this, like, infinite people who know me in poker stand up and tweet, like, no, Nick's a good guy. And, like, no one is there backing up Garrett except for, like, a few people who he, he like, used to stake or whatever and, like, has, like, a financial relationship with are the only ones backing him up. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I just think it's telling. And so, to me, like, um, I both now dislike Garrett, obviously. I still, like, have some admiration for him as he's, like, a lot of the reason I got into poker. And then I also just, like, feel pretty sorry for him because I don't like see how he has a future in poker. And, like, I think he, like, I think he, like, feels, like, a lot of frustration with that. And, like, a lot of, like, like I think he really cares about the narrative and the people and everything. And, like, the narrative is just, like, not that great anymore. And he's not able to control it anymore. And people like me are just, like, willing to speak up. And, like, that kind of sucks for him. And, like, he hasn't been able to control everything the way he wants and so you know I I feel bad for him in that sense but at this point like I have no real interest in like going back and forth with him on Twitter or like on podcasts or anything like I I don't really want to like suffer any more personal attacks from him and I I am going to continue to try not to personally attack him because I don't think that's healthy for my mental state either and so like what I'm hoping for in terms of like my relationship with Garrett and stuff moving forward is just like nothing like I have no interest in a relationship with him I have no interest in talking to him or about him and like yeah, if someone asks me, like, I'm going to answer because, like, that's, I don't mind answering honestly, but at the same time, like, I'm not proactively bringing his name up, like, and I'm not, like, proactively going to talk shit about him on Twitter, like, even yesterday when this whole, like, debacle on Twitter happened with Berkey, um, I, he tweeted something, and I just, like, he tweeted something about how like, I don't understand reality, and I just talked to myself, it's so funny, like, you, uh, you know, you're accusing someone of cheating with no proof, and you think I don't understand reality, like, but I'm just trying not to, like, get involved and get frustrated, and, like, so for now, like, yeah, that's my stance, and I-, I wish him the best with his, like, family and his wife and his new baby, and, um, you know, maybe in the future, like, our relationship can be repaired, and, like, we'll see things differently, but for now, like, I really don't have that much interest in having a relationship with Garrett, and I, I think very little of it.
0: That was a pretty diplomatic answer considering um, what I've seen on uh, Dogs podcast, to be fair. I mean, it's also a very fair answer. I was expecting a little bit more shots fired. That being said, I happen to be more on the, like, I prefer things to be on the fair side for the most part. Um, uh, speaking of which, I want to talk about like what's fair in this whole situation, because I have a number of thoughts. I've seesawed back and forth myself. Um, and I do think, I do think Garrett's actions, as you said, have not been very considerate about the show because always when these like complicated situations arise where it's not really clear what happened, um, it is really easy to make various slights against when there's multiple parties involved. It's easy to make various slights against other parties as well, which is one thing. It seems like clearly he hasn't considered too much, and I do think, I do think, as you said, he cares too much about the narrative. Where whereas, like when you're looking at things more in the sense of like what's actually like the best Eevee decision to do, like clearly he should just shut up in my opinion, and do nothing if he's not going to actually, like, come and play or whatever it is. I think he should come play, frankly, for all kinds of reasons. I think he should come play on the stream. I'm going to get to a number of reasons why. Um, but, yeah, like, if I was him, I would, I, I don't think I'd give the money back, for sure, personally. Um, I mean, uh, you disagree?
1: If I were him, I, I like to think I never would have taken the money in the first place. I would have escrowed it immediately, and it would have already been oh. out of my.
0: Yeah, that's probably more fair. I might like escrow. Maybe what's more fair is to escrow it and like have like a few people uh, arbitrate it, but have like potential yeah. cuts given back and that kind of thing. I think it's very strange that she did give it back so fast, and I and it, you know her story doesn't add up a whole lot. I I think that. So I think that, uh, you know, when it, it came out that she was innocent, I was like heavily weighted towards the side that she had done something, particularly because of one particular fact of that. She knew this guy, um, I think his name was Brian, and she was following her on, on Twitter, lied about it, and this guy took pres- almost precisely 10% of her stack. All that is like wild, wild, like out of control outlier for me that makes no goddamn sense otherwise. I just don't see why that can be the case, and I at first thought that I felt at first felt like, "Oh, this is so is I don't know about this," uh, but then you know I played with her a bit more, and also, I mean she's she does play a bit more erratically than I expected, so there's that, and then, you know, and you know at some point, I got to thinking the situation is a little bit more complicated than it seems, and like. She, like she's, she's not like a top pro or anything. So there's that, and then all of a sudden, it, like out of hilarity, this whole Jack Four Offsuit is now played all the time, and now like wins all the hands, and all of that. And there's like all ins with it, and there's a bounty on it. So if she did cheat, now she's reminded of it the whole time. Now it's this hilarious moment. And if she didn't cheat, it's still funny either way. And now yeah. Jack Four Offsuit's in the mix, and I'm just yeah. like laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just, this is pretty funny actually i don't know really what's happened but either way it's funny <laughs> and i agree and she wins the award and then uh you know again like it's you, you know not looking at it one way or the other if she did she it's a very funny situation if she won the award and if she didn't i mean i guess it's well deserved right um and uh yeah, I'm just thinking like, why doesn't this guy just come play? Like, you know, I'm thinking if she if she didn't cheat, she's gonna keep making plays like this, right? Just just play her. Is is she gonna is she a top pro? Like, if she was a top pro, then then I think like like uh, it would, the situation would be very different, right? Because then, like, I understand completely when like top pros cheat, they're gonna cheat very smartly and they're gonna steal a lot of money, right? But that's not the case here. And I mean so, it's,
1: kind of like a, huh? it's kind of like a chicken and the egg situation a little bit where it's like if she cheated, like, you know, it would have taken a level of sophistication to like ingratiate herself with, you know, whoever helped her, Brian or whatever, and like come up with a way to do it and whatever. It took a level of sophistication. But at the same time, it, it really doesn't seem like if someone was sophisticated enough to come up with a way to cheat the live stream, they would then choose to cheat with Jack 4, you know? Like That's there's true. a mil- there's a million better ways to cheat. <laughs> like jack four and it's like you're it's just like the dumbest way ever so that, that's like a little bit to me like chicken and the egg a little bit and like yeah. same thing like the uh the money like that you said like yeah i felt the same way like when ryan took like the 15k or whatever i was like huh 10 percent. like that's that's what it seems like to me but then i'm like at the same time there's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bounty for information and this guy like won't come forward and like
0: that's strange yeah
1: and like that money like would change everything for him. And like, I, I think for sure he would, if he had information, he would come forward. So then I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like it's, it's, it's just like everything. You're going
0: to get it. Like he's going to like, he's going to out them and then like, get like a death threat or whatever it is. But it'll get like the, the, the Perkins will say, Hey here, bro. you are 50, 5,200 care, whatever it is. And then they're <laughs> be like, Oh bro, here you go. You cheat. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? I really kind of hope that happens. (laughs) Like, I I mean, it's also super risky if uh, he does do that. I mean, it is very strange. So there's that. I don't really feel that sorry for Garrett, actually, because he actually got the money back, first of all, which, like, I guess the jack four offsuit could lose, right? like he could, he could he could still lose like he actually like made money on that situation in addition i mean i was reading the po- i was hearing the podcast and i had no idea that he had these like um, kind of underlying selfish motives in games like i was quite surprised to hear that because i've met and played with him he seems like a really nice guy i still think by the way he's a really nice guy um, but you know through this uh, you don't think so you you gave like a little expression
1: No, but I also like, uh, like I don't really want to like talk too much about like my personal opinions on Garrett and like my thoughts on his character. I think it's irrelevant at this point. I just don't want
0: to get dirty with him. Okay, but it feels to me like, you know, even if something shady was going on, it's still like exposing, you know, kind of a a shady sort of behavior, like kind of a penalty on a shady sort of behavior that's uh, that apparently he's been doing all along so it's like oh well there's also you know it's like one of these situations where you know both sides have done something a little bit wrong or at least it appears that way for me and so i'm sitting there thinking maybe you know this whole like what's fair thing is a little bit more complicated and it doesn't need like a black and white solution all the time um and i have like started actually to feel a little bit of empathy for robbie uh for a couple of reasons which i really didn't expect um so, yeah. Uh, what else? Do you have anything else to say?
1: No, I mean like, I, I, uh, I think while the hand was like dramatic and it caused a lot of negative stuff for me and my friends and like emotions were like, high and it was like a witch hunt. I also think like, probably like a net positive for like streams. Like, it, it increased stream security oh, yeah. and like, it's also like, you know, it's grown the game and so at this point, to me, it's like, I think it's all just whatever and I also just think I agree with you. Like the whole the whole fact that now people just light it on fire with Jack Four is my favorite thing ever. And like I'm doing it every time. I just can't help f- myself. It's just like too funny, you know. It's too funny. Like it's like I have no interest in the Seven Dudes game. I have all the interest in the Jack Four game, you know. And like I can't express passionately enough how much I love the Jack Four and how desperate I am to win big pots with it.
0: I played a hand the other day where it's like. There's like a bet, a call, a call. I don't know if you saw this hand. Was 5100. I like check raise with Jack four, and the flop was nine, eight, seven with two hearts. I like was almost putting one of the players all in, um, and I just thought she was gonna fold or whatever. But just like I check raised into you know, like three players on nine, eight, seven with two clubs, and the next guy, uh, Bill Klein, the next guy over has Queen Jack all suit and calls me. I put, like, a buy-in in. in. He's like, oh, I thought you had Jack for off-suit. I'm like, god damn it. And then the other person goes all in, and Matt Berkey is the only one who folds, of all people. All people. This is a bizarre side effect of this hand. Like, Uh, now uh, I've, I've like, somehow completely dusted with this stupid hand (laughs) in this
1: spot. Me too. You too? Yeah. What's your Jack for off I mean i i punted with it i i've also like what i what i try to do with the jack four is i try to play it how it should be played so i try to min raise and i try to call like i try to get a min raise in and then i try to call the end and so i've played a several jack fours where like i min raised turn got called in the river I, I checked and like they bet and then i i decided to go for the hero call with jack high and just like ran the top go every time and like <laughs> i i really i try my hardest to play it how it's supposed to be played which is like you check min raise and then you call, I'm like I, I'm a big believer in like doing it the justice it deserves in the right line, which is all jam.
0: All right, well I haven't I haven't been that brave, but that that probably gives me bad ideas. <laughs> I mean, if you do it, you clearly have to show it. There should be a bounty on doing like the trifecta. I, I'll I give like a, a thousand dollars for someone who pulls off the trifecta as like a bluff
1: on stream.
0: <laughs> I, I don't know, like if it could go higher. I mean, I could give like a little bit more. <laughs> there should be like a collective bounty on this because i've never seen it period Um uh, maybe if it even happens period is a thousand it's like five thousand if it's like a bluff <laughs> <Because> <laughs> it's very hard to pull off the trifecta if it's with the blobby if it's with the robbie ten thousand dollars <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> you might actually win the bounty but it, think- it would be huh
1: i think i'll win it
0: this reminds me of another story when, for the first one drop, there was a player, Um, what was his name? There was a player, there's some kind of businessman who was doing business with the, um, his name was Tom, he was, I think he was a sports better, I forgot his last name, but he played in the one drop, and apparently the Chinese gave him a free roll of like $100,000 if he just went all in blind for the first hand on the, the one drop. <laughs> that's amazing he didn't do it i I don't know if it was a hundred thousand or if it was ten thousand dollars but uh i know that he did
1: not do it and (laughs) i I would probably do that (laughs) 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 Uh, that's amazing
0: yeah well i guess the world poker world works in strange ways but uh yeah if the cheaters uh they cheat a little bit but you know they they give back to the game and um, give the money back to whoever oh they cheat. <laughs> it's not really, not really cheating. Yeah, <laughs> um, and uh, I, I want to repeat a fun fact that I learned recently. Uh, well, I mean, it's I won't repeat it just because uh, I just realized it's not necessarily appropriate, but. <laughs> And um, any last words for anything else you want to talk about or any last words for Berkey or Garrett that um, you want to share?
1: Nothing left for Berkey or Garrett. For Berkey, like, talking's done. I'm going to f*** him up this weekend. I'm going to put him, like, I'm going to put my foot on his neck and I'm going to press down and I'm not going to take it off until he's lost a million and has to quit. And that's my plan.
0: All right, well, I think it'll be a minute because it, for sure this guy like there's I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing like his neck ups. there's like a exercise where you can like <laughs> you, can, you can you can do the neck ups to get like the good old you know the strong uh neck muscles uh, we'll all right, yeah, we'll see uh if he's been doing his his neck ups or whatever it is or maybe he's gotta like do like the shrugs or something, so he's got you know. It probably strengthens his neck a little bit. Uh, (laughs) So you might get a lot of money out before he gives up. That's the goal. All right. Well, great having you on, Nick. Uh, Best of luck for your content. And I'm happy to promote it and all that. Hope you make another millionaire or whatever. And also pull off the trifecta or the
1: play the Robbie as it's played. (laughs) Thanks, Jungle. Good to see you. And I can't wait till you're back in L.A.